Spying on the chickadees nesting in my dead cherry tree turns out to be trickier than I expected. I keep a trail cam trained on the entrance hole 24-7, swapping out the memory card and checking the photos every two days. But chickadees can come and go quicker than trail cam technology can freeze the action. I think most of the time the motion detector notices them, but there's a split-second time lag between the sensor detecting movement and the camera shutter taking the first photo, giving a chickadee plenty of time, if it's returning to the nest, to be entirely or mostly in the hole before the photo gets taken, or if it's heading out from the nest to be out of range of the camera by the time the first picture is taken. Once in a while, though, the chickadee will alight at the entrance for a second or two or look out the entrance hole for a bit before taking off. Those are the photos my cam gets. I know it's missing a lot because every few days I was setting out a good camera on a tripod and making half-hour videos. Those don't miss a moment and explain why even after the chickadees had started producing and then incubating eggs, they were still fine-tuning the entrance hole. It's so perfectly smooth and round that now half the time the chickadees don't alight at all. They just bullet straight in. Sometimes the chickadee within looks out for a bit before leaving but stays inside the entry. From the angle my cam is set, it can't detect any movement until the head actually emerges. I was watching the birds excavating, going into the hole and carrying out big mouthfuls of wood chips through April 22nd. The only day I actually saw them carrying in nesting material was April 23rd. Then it snowed on the 24th. There was much less activity at the nest, and on April 28th, I watched a starling investigating the hole. I started thinking the chickadees had abandoned ship. But that must have been the point at which they were producing eggs. A chickadee lays one egg a day and doesn't start incubating until the second to last egg is laid, so all the babies will hatch out together. I, of course, have no way of seeing into the nest to know what's going on inside. I have to stand at the window in my office to be able to see the nest, and I wasn't usually seeing activity. When I did start seeing activity more regularly at the nest late last week, I thought it might just be lucky timing. But to be sure about what was happening, on Saturday afternoon I set up my good camera to catch a bit of video. And when I checked it out, lo and behold, one of the parents was carrying in a tiny green caterpillar. That's when I knew baby chickadees had hatched. I'd made that video in mid-afternoon. Sunday morning, I thoroughly checked the cam footage for several days before that. Sure enough, the first cam shot showing a bird carrying food into the nest was Saturday afternoon at 1.31 p.m. 
so thar be babies. Only once did any of the grubs I've seen in the stopped video or photos look like it might have been a tiny mealworm. All the others have been green, very soft caterpillars and exceedingly tiny. I'm eager to see how things change as the babies grow as spring advances, making larger caterpillars available as the babies get larger. The tiny, tiny insects emerging on newly opening buds are the ones that fuel warbler and vireo migration and are essential food for new baby songbirds. Growing native plants and not using insecticides except for spot spraying as a last resort is essential if we want to keep our tiny songbirds well into the future. Just looking at that little hole in a dead cherry tree, I'm finding myself more heavily committed to environmentalism than ever. Holding my grandson and imagining these tiny hatchlings that can't be seen but are as warm, alive, and dependent as baby Walter gives me a renewed sense of my obligation to keep this world safe for babies. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.